But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? everybody apologize for a little bit of delay we are out a vinny enzalone his back is screwed up so it is that fat guy taking a hold of the reins right now so i just wanted to welcome everybody into another episode of illegal ham to the face uh i am that fat guy jared fatty bates and i got big bry here big bry what's going on brother what's up man oh not much just another day in paradise right i don't know about sunday yeah, Sunday's not. Sunday Sunday was yeah. a very, very bad day. Very no. bad. We'll get into it here yeah. later. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like the optimism, though. The positive outlook. Sure, we'll call it paradise. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll, yeah, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the trade deadline has come and passed, and there is no Browns players on the move. So a uh, lot of speculations today. Uh, if you live in Cleveland... Uh, it was kind of a, uh, let's just be honest, it was a shit show today. Uh, it was speculations everywhere, a uh, lot of hate, a lot of uh, lot of bad stuff, bad juju going on today. So we're going to try to wash that out today. We will talk about the game, which will bring us back to a sad note, but then we got, uh, we'll get into, here, let me get into the rundown, Brian. Let yep. me, all right, so our rundown today is uh, we got... November 2nd, we are going to shout out Harold. We are going to do our shout outs. Great thing is we got no My Cousin Vinny word of the day. Bonus. Thank goodness. Trivia time and crap. I forgot it was my turn for trivia. Brian, do you have an extra one on deck? I do. Um, Let's see. Okay. Yep, I do. Okay. We are going to get into the Browns' horrible loss against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, then we are going to get into Fat Boy. Well, we're going to look ahead to the big goals this Sunday. Then we're going to get into Fat Boy Tuesday. And I found this article for State's Favorite Snacks, Part 1. So we're going to go through every state's favorite snack. All right. So we are going to go from, what's the first one? Is it Alabama or is it Alaska? Alabama? Alabama. Alabama. Al- yep. Alabama to Missouri this week. Next week, it will be Mississippi. I got, yeah, my states are all messed up. I think it's Mississippi until, you know, the last one. What's the last one? Wyoming? Sure. Utah? Yeah, Wyoming. Nah, 
Utah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, see, this is why we did not do so well with social studies in junior high. Just look at the list. Just Google it. List. Come on. Uh, let's see here. Ooh. I'm saying bourbon balls for Kentucky. Oh. Are those like the buffalo balls? Uh, I think so. Thanks for putting me on as a fan. Not a problem, James. I, I, I hope they're Parents should be on social media, pro athlete kids. All right, we'll get to that later. Oh, we'll get into that. And then our uh, top three is our worst losses as us as fans, our worst sports losses. So I can't wait to get into that because I think Brian knows a couple of mine, and I think I know a couple of Brian's. So we'll mm-hmm. see. But first off, let's get into our show. Uh, our show is brought to you by Harold in the Lake Erie APA. Uh, Hero Kill puts on a great place. We're getting ready to have a whole bunch of tournaments coming up here in the next four months, Bri. We got cash cups. We got doubles. We got Jack and Jill. We got team captains. Everybody is striving to get to that trip to Vegas. And a couple of teams went to Vegas this past week. Uh, One team, I believe, finished 39th or 60th out of 1,000 teams. Mm-hmm. And the other one finished 51st out of 900. So pretty good show for the Cleveland teams out there. So congratulations to all you guys. Also, if you guys want to sign up and play APA, they got a league for every day of the week. They're even starting a ladies league, Bri. All oh, ladies. nice. It's ladies yeah. night. So if you guys want to come out, get a hold of me, uh, get a hold of us here on Illegal Ham, or get a hold of Harold Keel on Facebook at Lake Erie APA, please. And let's get into some shout-outs. And, Brian, I will go first. <coughs> um, I got to shout-out our boys at Voice of Land Podcast. Uh, Kev had a couple of emergencies going on, and I had to guest fill in. And I don't know how they do it, and I even told Kev. Like, Kev, I don't know how you do it. After a loss like that, you got to do a show later on that night. I looked at Jay. Like, we had nothing to talk about. Like, I didn't even want to talk about the game again. <laughs> but I, I guess host the voice of land for uh, Kev, because Kev is a very good friend of ours. And, uh, you know, when you're stuck in a position that he was, you know, I was glad to do that for him. I mean, he's family to us. He's been out to multiple live shows, been on our show multiple times. Um, also, got to shout out, right? We might be having a live show. Hold on for the announcement. But our next okay. live show. Should be coming up soon, hopefully. Fingers crossed. So here okay. within the next two weeks, keep an eye out on our Facebook and our Twitter, and we will make the announcement probably, hopefully, next week if I can get it locked in. Um, okay. Also, got to shout out trick-or-treating. My kids. I'll tell you what. Those two little bandits. Brian, they got full-size candy bars. Full-size. Really? Yeah. I, I'm like, the best part of the night, though, is the very first house was our next door neighbor. Okay. They went up, knocked on the door. They was like, oh, here you go. Put out the bowl. Did not specify how much candy to take. Knowing my heathens, one kid took one piece of candy, said, thank you. Happy Halloween. And walked down the step while the other kid took one, two, three. Dude, stop taking candy. Let's go. There's other kids on the street. Four. And then went back for the fifth one until I had to grab. <laughs> so, <laughs> but 
My kids agreed. It's just was he happened. grabbing them one at a time, or did he one, just one at a time full it right out? One at a time, just pulling them out one at <laughs> savage. <laughs> and the best thing is, is I was like, next time, look her in the eyes while you're doing it too. Just pull it out, and look her in the eyes. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to tell me no? You going to tell a kid no? For <laughs> Like when they're shredding cheese on your salad at the Olive Garden, just say when. I'm going to keep going until you tell me to stop. Yep. And you just stare them down. <laughs> just stare them down to see how long they'll actually go. Uh, so, first, my shout out. Halloween was a blast. I mean, and also, I got to shout out you guys. You guys made the ultimate sacrifice for your facial hair for our uh, our Halloween special as the Brown Super fans. And I tried to keep character as long as possible. And listening back to it, I have never laughed so hard. We've got so many people laughing about it. Red Leg and a few other people were just losing their mind about our show. And uh, we had the uh, hashtag Browns uh, going on for a very long time. Even Labatt Blue put out yeah. Browns. So, <laughs> and Red Leg, there it is. Red Leg, it was great. <laughs> nice. So, and it, yes, our show, so. You know, I can't, I can't, uh, I, it was so fun. And you know something we have been trying to, uh, do that show. I've been trying to do that show with you guys for at least a little while. We talked about dressing up like that for Halloween, but to actually do a live show with it was absolutely amazing. So thanks, Brian. Mm -hmm. Any shout outs this week? The only shout out I can muster is, uh, you talking about that kind of jogged my memory that, um, I got a call. So we did the mustache on Tuesday. I kind of liked it. So I kept it around the remainder of the week. Yes, uh, you did. My mustache joke was it was growing on me. Um, <laughs> so I kept it around till Friday. And I find out like Friday, Friday morning-ish that I have, uh, I have family pictures for our Christmas card going out that, that we had to do Friday night. So I thought about keeping it for that. But um but I ended up shaving it off because I think that was probably the right choice. But we got together at my brother's house to celebrate my mom's birthday. So let me shout out my mom. Uh, we had a great time uh, always. And, you know, another year to be thankful for uh, for getting together and celebrating. So love you, mom. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ma. And I know she watches the show sometimes. Depending she, on did, how- she did tune in last week. She was talking about, uh, and it came up at our, our family dinner, the favorite SNL episode. So, uh, oh, that's great. So we got a kick out of that. Hopefully, she laughed at us because you know something. Oh yeah, the scores weren't even written down for last week. So good, burn them, burn so, those scores. So, I, the syphilis joke still stuck around, but other than that, uh, <laughs> Ed and Columbus is chiming in. The Indian script above the scoreboard came down today after five year anniversary. Game seven loss. I thought we were keeping it till the end of the year. That's why I wore my uh, my Indians hat. Nope, nope. They started taking it down today, bud. So well, we are still now got some baseball have, left. We we still now have to uh, get ourselves ready for the Cleveland Guardians. Bring so, it on! Bring it on! Bring it on! And Red Leg loved the show. <laughs> he just. He did. He messaged me because I cannot believe you guys did it. It was absolutely amazing. So, all right. So, uh, shout outs. Do you have, are you going to talk about your buddies that you took money from or no? No, no, because they spotted me a couple pins. It was the first time I went bowling. When was the last time you went bowling? I went bowling for the first time like four or five years. And 
you and I were on the terrible. same page. Guess what? I went bowling Saturday with the kids. Really? Nice. And guess what? Those two little turds kicked my ass. Oh, they took your money. With bumpers and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. You bowled with bumpers? I had to because they had bumpers. <sighs> I was about to do separate lanes. That cost too much money. Forget that. Oh, wow. I got kids. I got kids. Tell me you broke 100 at least. I, I actually did break 100, but okay. the thing was is one of my kids figured out the bank shot off the bumper to where it would flatten out the ball, and the kid ended up getting like four or five spares. Eight years old wow. with an eight-pound ball getting four or five spares. How am I supposed to compete with that? Nice. So, you can't. Let no, it happen. You can't. And you know something? I'm all right with that. You want to know why? Because he's still small enough. I can beat him at anything else. So I'll keep right. Yeah, just say once he starts talking too much trash. Hey, let's go in the backyard. Let's play a little basketball. (laughs) Tough guy. Red leg roller derby, baby. (laughs) (laughs) The Guardians. Yeah. What did I hear? They offered them like eight thousand dollars or something. Yeah, yeah, I did. Come on, man. It's it's no good. It's no good. Disrespectful. Give them fifty grand or something at least. You would think so, right? Yeah, just to make it go away. Well, Brian, oh, well. are you ready for so Yeah. I apologize. I slipped the ball this week. It's supposed to be my well, turn. I got a trivia for you, but I'm not going to give you the trivia I was going to give you uh, for the next time because I, I feel like I should give that to you ahead of time because there's 12 answers, like I said last week. Yeah. So I'll I, just give you one. I just kind of came up with the top of my head. You know, well, I got to play this out. Yep, you go ahead. We got. I'm sorry. We have. We have. Uh, we have stuff we have to do. Our trivia is brought to you by Papa V at Curb Appeal Landscaping. Find a hold of Papa V at Curb Appeal 419.com. All right, Brian, I apologize. That was my fault. I didn't even think anything of it. You know, I'm just sitting here going like this. I'm like, we start the show. I'm like, oh, shit. It's my turn for trivia, and I got nothing. I didn't even (laughs) think about it. I even have it written down right in front of me, and it just now dawned on me. So I apologize, bud. But thank you for bailing me out with a trivia. So, what do you got for me today? Well, I'll, I'm just going to pull it from the back of my brain. You know how much I love uh, the NFL. You know how much I love the NFL draft. So, um, in honor of Miles Garrett this past weekend having a huge game and looking like an all-pro defensive player of the year, let me ask you, uh, before Miles, prior to Miles Garrett, who was the last uh, non-quarterback drafted number one overall? Okay. So Miles was the last one, 20, what was he, 2017 or something? Yes. Uh, so I'm looking for the guy before Miles, non quarterback. Okay. Think about it. I I'm think, thinking about it. I, I think mean, I... it's you don't have to go too far back, but it's a little tricky. Okay. I think I got it. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. find out. I'm probably going to look like a W on this, but it's okay. I am okay <laughs> with that. Because guess what? That's what I do. So let's get into our, and I still call collusion. Let's get into our gauntlet league here. Oh, yeah. 
So our gauntlet league has taken a turn for the worse because everybody is being greedy, selfish. <clears throat> I, I don't even know the other word. But you know something? I really can't harp on him because I would do it too. Uh, Big Bry uh, swooped in. And, Gamesmanship. Yeah, it, he, yeah, yeah, you fish hooked me. Uh, you pushed me. You straight bullied me is what you did. But that fat guy is now down in the gauntlet with, who is it? Big man? I'm playing big man, right? Justin big man beat uh, Justin. Yep. No, Justin Masters is out. I had a whopping 53 points because my quarterback, while I was doing a live show, uh, went out and somebody snuck in and picked up his backup on uh, Sunday Night Football, which is fine, which is fine. Like, my team didn't get screwed over anyways. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not upset. You because can't. I hope you get all the way to the finals, Bri, and I hope that Christian McCaffrey comes back and lays 50 points on you. All right, which will McCaffrey, you're going to be gone well before that. And Justin, I feel no, bad. I, I don't feel bad for you. I know you don't feel bad for me. Yeah, I gave you. I feel bad for Justin. I don't feel I gave... bad for you because Dak Prescott. They were saying he wasn't going to play at like three o'clock in the afternoon, so you can't blame you can't blame this on always positive. Jay, have oh, no. help, no, help no, him no, out. No, no, no. no. This That's happened not... well before then. Let's, let's see here, family. Halloween show, and then you just sneak right in there. Just sneak See, right in. You there. don't have your priorities right. It should be fantasy football, family show, holiday. Yep. I mean, hey, you're not all in it. Defense wins championships. You know, so I remember that. I'll call Ashley up here in the next couple of weeks and be like, Ashley, Bryce said he really, really wanted to go to the lake and have spend a whole day with you without. Hey. The- because I'm a veteran fantasy football player, you know what I do? Sorry, honey, I got to go use the bathroom and disappear for half an hour to make sure my lineup's set. Not if I break your phone at work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right, bud. No, I don't care. I, it's it's good because I texted you as soon as it happened. I'm like, you're a dick. <laughs> That's exact. That was my exact text. I, I was waiting for it. I think I picked him up at four o'clock, and I just I was just waiting for my phone to go off. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Thanksgiving is coming up. The holiday is Thanksgiving, then holiday before family. Does have a point. We got right. our we got our Thanksgiving special coming up here soon too, Bri. Don't forget about I that. I, oh, I can't wait. I usually have three, four Thanksgiving dinners in about two days. I got one huge one, which last year my brother in law hooked it up with a uh, a deep fried, a smoked, and a roasted turkey. So I got to see what he's coming up with this year. So. Can't really you call it, you called him a cheater for using an electric smoker. I did. But that's okay. <laughs> I had to give him crap. Right. Like, as long as it tastes good. And Justin, yes, I saw your Justin got his inflatable turkey. Thanksgiving is Justin's favorite day. Okay. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. Nope. Nope. Especially with all the food. So, all right, let's get into our show. Let's let's so I'm gonna go against uh Big man in the gauntlet. One of us is going to go out. One of us is going to move on. We'll see how it happens. Everybody else did okay. This was a bad week for the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is. Oh, so, right. It's rough. Brown lose to the damn Steelers. 15 to 10. 15 to 10. You know what amazes me about that score, Brian? Sun was shining. 
no wind to blow in. Beautiful day here in Cleveland. All the rain is gone, and it's 15 to 10. 15 to 10. So, Brian, let me get your reaction about this pitiful, pitiful game that happened on the lake on Sunday. I mean, 15 to 10, that's kind of AFC North football, but usually it's in December. Um, it, it's it's hard talking about it. It's hard getting into it too much because it just enrages you. I was so mad. Um, and I knew kind of coming down the wire that that fourth and goal they have from like the three-yard line, I had a feeling that was kind of going to be the game. And we played great defense. He just made a hell of a play, so – the whole game was just a gut punch. It it was it's something that we're going to be feeling as fans for at least a couple of days, maybe a week or so before we pick ourselves back up by the bootstraps. But I, it's very disappointing. It's very frustrating on so many levels. The offense only putting up ten points. Uh, Jarvis being one of the fan favorites, one of the guys you think you can count on. Uh, you know, being less than uh, stellar especially down the stretch. And I mean, these, these injuries are just lingering. You don't know how much they're affecting the team. You hope as a fan, they're affecting the team a lot because you hope we're not this bad, but the offense has been stuck in the mud the last uh, couple weeks. And it was fine against Denver uh, when you controlled the game the whole way through, but you know, against a veteran team like Pittsburgh, a veteran quarterback, as much as we rag on big Ben, He's still a veteran quarterback. He can still find ways to win, and he did. And, uh, you know, coming down the stretch, we had our opportunities again, and that's what hurts the most. We had our opportunities. We can't – there's no one to blame but yourself for this game. You just weren't good enough. The defense was pretty good. The offense, I mean, it's hard to find a shining light on that side of the ball because, once again, for the third straight game, under 20 points, and – you're not going to win many games like that. So, yeah, it sucks. I really don't care to talk about it a ton. But we'll get into it because because we have to and we have to get past it and we have to start building ourselves up and, uh, and talking ourselves into a win against Cincinnati because Cincinnati and New England, I'd say both of them might be must-wins at this point if you want to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, and that's where we're at now. So let me – you know, watching the game here, uh, my wife was taking a nap that day because I did not have pool. So I was, and I had to watch my uh, language around the children. But I, sure. did, I did get a wonderful, um, and I don't condone it, and I don't promote it to my kids, but it slipped. And I said, catch the damn ball, Landry. And then my son repeated it. And it was a proud dad moment for a second until I realized what he said. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to explain this to your mother. But uh, I'll get used to it. Growing up, a Browns fan. Well, that's a common phrase. My my kids are not like super sports fans right now. Like it, they'll come in and watch like a quarter, then that's kind of it. They're like, "All right, well, I'm going to go do something else." It doesn't like click with them yet. So, mm-hmm. but I can get them to watch a little bit of the game with me, which is awesome because that's you know, as a dad, that's what you want to have. But sure. yeah, having that because we were just sitting there, I'm like. Uh, and then, you know, he chimes in. I'm like, well, at least he can feel my pain a little bit. But, uh, you know, it. God, it was so hard because that game was right there in front of you. And it was costly mistakes. It was drop passes. It was blown coverages. It was 
anything that can happen at a crucial moment in that game, whether it be third down, fourth down, red zone, whatever, it did not go our way at all. Nada. Like, I watched 48-year-old Big Ben's big ass fucking rumble in for, and I even dropped the F-bomb there. I'm sorry, right? Rumble in for a two-point conversion that got pulled back. But it's like, how do you let him, of all people, run up the middle and try to get, like, what is going on? And it's, and I told you this, it it's all across the board with our team. We have a week where our defense plays outstanding. Offense, yeah. We have a week where our offense shows up, and it's like, wow, we can't be stopped. But our defense, <coughs> why can't we get a complete game with this team? Why can we not get a complete defense and offensive game with this team, Bri? And the first question I'm going to ask you is because we need to know where the hell it's at. What the hell is wrong with our offense? What is going on? They are just, I don't even know how to explain it, Bri. They're just, they're not together. Nobody knows what the hell is going on. And every time you catch a pass and start to go for a first down, it's either a holding call or it's just something stupid happens where it's like, all right, well, we got to either A, take it back or a fumble or just anything. Just, can you explain what the hell is going on with the offense, bud? Uh, it just looks like we're out of sync. It looks like we're out of rhythm. Uh, the passing game is atrocious. Um, Baker made some nice plays. Don't get me wrong. He made some nice throws, but I think I told you yesterday, um, the more I watch Baker, the more I, he reminds me a lot of Derek Anderson Uh, and Derek Anderson had a great, probably the best season a Browns quarterback has had, uh, since we returned in the last 20 years when he made it to the Pro Bowl, but what did Derek Anderson in was he just, he he had a hell of an arm and he almost trusted his arm too much because he never officially got it down to where he could just throw touch passes. Everything was a fastball. Everything was a fireball to, and those were the only routes he throws. And that's what I see from Baker. I don't ever see any touch passes from Baker. It's always just, rear back and fired as fast as you can. And I don't know, you know, you'd have to ask the receivers if he throws a catchable ball, but man, I just, I just, I, I keep hoping to see the progression with him and everyone wants to blame it on the injury. And I'm sure that has something to do with it, but how long of a leash are you going to give him? Um, you know, this team, we don't know if, if Case Keenum could have won us that game. Um, you'd like to hope he could put up more than 10 points, but I don't know. And it seems like after that first drive of the game, we usually have a good first drive. We got three points out of it. It should have been seven. That throw against to Austin Hooper, that was a touchdown. If he just puts a little touch on it, Hooper's wide open. You just have to throw a little touch to him, let him give him a chance to adjust it, and he just kind of threw a BB at him. And if you just give him a little touch, put a little air under it, he catches it and he probably goes in for a touchdown. And that was on first down. He thought no big deal, but that was the difference between seven and three points. So if you go to the end of the game, if we get, we have four more points and we're down 15 to 14 and we only need a field goal, I had pretty good confidence in our offense that we could get it down in field goal range. Touchdown, maybe that's a different story because we haven't really been able to score touchdowns, but 
you know, it's a play very early in the game. It didn't really, you know, set the tone for the game or you can, it's hard to point to a play on the very first drive as saying that was a difference. But you look back on it in hindsight and man, those four points would have been big at the end of the game. So I don't know. Is that the injury? Is that, uh, you know, we talked Baker, Baker trusts his arm. He, he wants to fire it in there because he doesn't want to give the defenders time to react to it. That's why he doesn't really put a whole lot of air under it because he's worried about getting it picked. Exactly. I think that's where we're at right now with this offense. And, uh, you know, I talked to you earlier about it today because I, I think the handcuffs are on Baker from the coaching staff not to turn over the ball. All right. Also, I also think in that aspect, Baker's not looking downfield anymore. He is looking right at all. And he's looking right in front of him, trying to take whatever he can to move this offense down. Now, granted, I did see a lot of good intermediate passes that we've been asking for, you know, the 15, right. 20, 25 yarder, but you mm-hmm. still need that one to take off the top. And you know something? We haven't seen that in a long time. And I know he can do it because guess who he did it with? Perryman. <laughs> like he made Perryman look like a pro bowler. Throwing it. Right. I just don't understand where I, I think he's so far in his head right now not to screw up that he's not playing his game. Have you ever been that way? Like you're just so far in your head that you just you don't want to screw it up to lose it for your team, but you don't want to go win it for your team. I think that's where he's at right now. He's in that limbo right now of, well, I've thrown too many interceptions that have hurt my team. I don't want to do that anymore. But guess what? You got to throw the ball because – we even talked about today how many deep throws are 50-50 now, whether it be either A, a catch or pass interference to help your mm-hmm. team out move the ball down. Also, it loosens you up. But here's red leg. Red leg came up with the best one. Where is it? Controversial football. Where's the red leg? I'm sorry. I missed all the comments. One-two punch. Where the hell was our run game? Yeah. Well, Chubb is hurt. I get Chubb's hurt. Dearest Johnson only carried the ball like three times. Did he not get 160 yards for you and your only touchdown during the game and you don't give him the that ball? Beautiful. Oh, that was a perfect cutback and then boom, that's, right in the end zone. So nice. Yeah, that's an unbelievable run. And I'm sitting there going, where did he go? Why You have two running backs. Use them. And I understand they load the box, but you still got to run the ball. And guess what? If they load the box like that again, do the screen passes outside, which the one catch that Odell did make was six yards. Guess what? If you got to do a little bubble screen to get six yards, do it. Because guess what? Softens up the offense a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And something that's kind of uh, been chapping my ass offensively for the last few weeks, um, you know, maybe a month or so, is our running game is so good. And we like to run the ball a lot on first down. And it happened again this week where – you get a run – well, you get a run on first down for eight, nine yards. So you're left with a second and one, second and two. That is the perfect opportunity for you to go deep, and we just don't even try. And I put a lot of blame on Baker, um, but maybe I should be putting more blame on Stefanski because, I mean, it can't just be Baker just – you know, wanting to run this play or Baker wanting to look for that guy. Um, Stefanski is the head coach of this team. He needs to tell his quarter. If his quarterback can't make those reads himself, he needs to tell his quarterback, hey, this is what we're doing here. 
I'm going to call this play and you're going to throw it deep because worst case scenario, we're left with third and one. And I, I don't know if, if Stefanski just doesn't trust his offense enough right now, because if he's afraid of a third and one, we didn't go, we went for fourth and one, one time, but the second yeah, time we had fourth down, we didn't go for it. You don't want to know what happened on that fourth and one. Where's your meat of the offensive line at? Where's your best players at? Batonio? Up the gut. Treader? Yeah, up the gut. Teller. You know what you did? A zone run to the outside. I would have told Chubb, handed him the ball, and said, I want to see a cleat mark go up Treader's ass as you get the first down. Mm-hmm. What are we, they doing? It and seems like we run these, like – uh, especially that fourth fourth and one, it was like we need quick hitting run plays on fourth and one because they know you're going to run it. We know you're going to run it. But we do like these – I don't know if it was almost like a delayed handoff. Yeah. And it seems like Baker hands off. I don't know if it's his shoulder bothering him, but he, he hands off a lot with two hands, which kind of takes a little more time. And, yeah, that fourth and one, that was the example. That was just terrible. I mean, by the time Chubb got the ball, there were three, four Steelers in the backfield, and there's not much he could do. He tried to make a play going to the outside, but uh, it was too late at that point. Let's get a quick hit and hand it. Even if you have to hand it to Janovich right up the middle, just let him get those legs churning and let's get a yard. And it's so frustrating watching the game. You hear how great the Steelers are at fourth and one or fourth and two, fourth and short. They're like 17 of 19 this year. How the heck is that possible? I mean, their offensive line is half the offensive line that we are, and they can pick up those short yardage plays, but we can't. So that was disappointing to hear. And, you know, it it does seem like Stefanski has lost confidence in the offense um, where he's not being as aggressive as he once was. And who knows why that is. Maybe he knows the story behind Baker's health or – you know, our our receivers just aren't getting open or Chubb's just not feeling good. But whatever it is, you've got a couple of days to fix it because we can't have another performance like that. We had another one chime in. Let's see here. There you go. Where's Mayfield? Wherever Mayfield? Uh, Nick, you, yeah. you know I love Hoyer. This, this, I don't know if I would go that far. I love Hoyer. Um, and I'm not saying for sure that Baker's better than Hoyer, but I was thinking the other day, what if, how would the city feel about Baker Mayfield if he was a third round pick? If he wasn't Heisman Trophy winner, if he wasn't first overall pick, if we just graded him based on his play? Because I understand you're the first round, first overall pick. You deserve a year or two to kind of settle in and get into a, a good rhythm. Year four, it shouldn't matter whether you're a first-round pick, a sixth-round pick, a third-round pick, whatever. You should just be judged based on what you do on the field. And so that's why I compare him kind of to Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson had a short leash. What He had the Pro Bowl year. He came back the following year, and he wasn't great. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. And then after that, he was out of here. So, you know, I understand Baker has a ton of potential. Um but it's just frustrating. I keep hearing about this offense, about how it should be great. And 
but it looks like we only limit our superstars in this offense. We should be one of the best offenses in the league, and we struggle to put up 15 points. Well, here, uh, you guys say hi to Bob. <laughs> Bob trying to. She even said hi to Bry, too. She goes, hi, Bry, too. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Red leg, I, yeah, with Schwartz, they're expecting Schwartz to take the top off. I, I get it. Schwartz is messed up. But here, here's two glaring comments in our comments. And I thank you guys for commenting because I just changed the show with these two comments right here. First off, Stefanski always saying I need to do a better job. Sounds like Hugh Jackson saying I need to look at the tape. Well, if you need to sure. do a better job, do a better job. And yeah. Justin Masters, at what point do we start asking if it's Stefanski? Sure. Now, the reason why this is a great question, last year we had COVID. The only thing they could focus on was football. There was no off-field distractions. There was no anything else. It was just football. There was no training camp. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing there. Now, they can go out and do whatever they want. Obviously, the distractions are just killing them right now because they can't stay off of social media. They're dressing up in Halloween costumes, which, you know, something I like it. I laughed at it. I thought it was great. I didn't mind. I don't yeah. care because as soon as you go to the field, it's business. But people, pe- people were tearing down Miles Garrett because he wore a costume, which, okay, if you lose, I understand that. Miles Garrett was by far the best player on the field well, on Sunday. I think so if he, if he wants to wear a tutu into the game, I don't care if he puts up a performance like that. Whatever, it's not going to bother me. Yeah, I think. Well, I think what it was was he actually wore it to the post game press conference. Yeah, so he had a cape on. Yeah, that's where you get like, dude. No, you just lost. I don't care if you go up there naked. Don't wear that. Like he mm-hmm. just got your ass kicked, and we all saw the back of that, which was awesome. And he did, he did play his ass off. I, you and I joked around about it. If it was a half second later, Big Ben would have been probably eating food out of a straw for a while because Miles Garrett was all over him that game. And I mean, if he wasn't touching him just behind him, he was there at every single snap, it felt like. So, you know, you can't blame that. But let's get into uh, Blake Hance did very good for coming in for uh, Conklin, who got really hurt. Sure, I mean, he, he really got hurt. He was putting he was put in a rough position. Um, let me just chime in real quick on Justin uh, uh, starting the questions to Fansky. I think I think that's fair. I've been the biggest Stefanski fan around, um, but I, at some point you have to evolve your offense. You look at this uh, this offense that we run; it's been successful. Um, but this year in the NFL, you don't know if teams are catching up to it because look at the Browns. The Browns are 4-4. Four and four. The other teams that run a similar offense are the Vikings and the San Francisco 49ers. They're not having great success. So I understand you want to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball and complete short passes, but that might not win in today's NFL. Um, it can get it done if your defense is great and gives up 10 to 15 points every single game. But eventually you're going to have to air it out and you're going to have to throw it to your wide receivers. And like you brought up this morning to me, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs a couple of years ago, he wasn't happy in a Stefanski offense because he wasn't getting the ball. And I mean, I can't imagine there's anyone more frustrated in that uh, locker room than Odell Beckham because Should they're we, just 
they're not even looking his way at all. Should Stefanski just kind of be like, be the head coach, not the offensive guy? Can we get the reason why is because, you know, we joke around about all these other quarterbacks that got drafted that year and they have all adapted their offense around their quarterback. We have never had our offense adapted around our quarterback and what he does best. I mean, we really have it because, I mean, watching the Oklahoma days, you give him a shotgun four wide or running back and protect him a little bit, he can start picking people apart if he gets in a rhythm. And yes, it is a rhythm, but he also can throw it downfield too. So it, it's it's like they're trying to mold Baker Mayfield into something that he is not. You know what I'm saying? Like he is not he is not the conservative type. He's not the guy that's going to be likes dunking it down and dipping it. He likes to be that guy that gets fired up on a 35 yard pass downfield or a bullet pass to set, like it just uh, it, it's just weird. Like this offense is weird right now and it's not clicking, it's not doing good, and I don't know what it is because you cannot put a pin in it right now. It's it's like we've taken a step back offensively from last year. Um remember last year the Tennessee game, the Dallas game where we were ultra aggressive, throwing the ball downfield, throwing the ball to get a lead and then running it out. And we're not even close to doing that. And I don't know if it's Stefanski's lack of confidence in Baker. I don't know if Stefanski thinking Baker is not able to do that because of his injury. I don't know what it is, but I'm sick of watching this offense now. I mean, get the ball downfield. You got, you got most of the guys that you want on offense on the field other than Conklin and, not 100%, but nobody in the NFL is 100%. You know, our leading receiver is David Njoku, our backup tight end. How is that possible? Njoku, that's the other question that was brought up on here in the comments. When's the time to put Njoku as a starter? I mean, I, mean, I, I think... Because he comes out, he has three catches, and he helps out. You see Hooper for, like, the first four plays of the game. Then you don't see him anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I don't uh, – it's, like, baffling how they do it. They do it in spurts, and it's like, why don't you go with a hot hand? Or at least try to force it to a hot hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I I don't – it's we, it's so weird, Bri. Uh, we talked about how good Miles Garrett did. The defense did show up. They held the Steelers to 15 points. Uh, yeah. Situational – though defensive wise when you're giving up third nines third tens third elevens and you're playing this soft ass zone with no like i expected them to play man press the entire time i did not see that once i watched them drop back into zone and i'm going what are you doing big ben is going to pick you apart if you play zone and guess what he did short little passes that picked you apart when you played zone if you play man press, guess what? That millisecond gives Miles Garrett enough time to get in there. It was, I, it was hard to watch it at was, times. I mean, Greedy Williams, there were, I think, a couple of third downs where Greedy Williams is playing 10, 10 yards off his receiver. The receiver just runs an up uh, comeback to the sidelines, and you know he catches it, and Greedy is not five yards within him. I don't know if that's the scheme or, or what it is, but – Man, it, it's hard to watch. I, I really can't 
crap on the defense too much. You want no. to because they gave up a play here and a play there. You can't expect them to pitch shutouts. I mean, what did I hear? What were they saying during the broadcast that uh, the defense is second overall uh, in yards allowed, like second against the rush and seventh against the pass? Yeah. So you the, got the a top defense. ten defense. It, it, you got a, a number one running game uh, in the NFL. If something just has to give with this passing game, something I don't know. I don't want to put it all on Baker. I don't want to put it on the receivers. It's just it's a whole bunch of everybody because it should not look like this in the NFL. If you want to be a winning team, you can't have – what does Baker have? Uh, five touchdown passes in seven games or something. Six touchdowns, that's, three interceptions. That's your that's one. That's one game for Tom Brady. That's one game for Josh Allen. I mean, it's you, you cannot do that. You have to get that right. I don't care if you want to run the ball like crazy – Nick Chubb isn't right. You don't have Kareem Hunt, so you have to throw the ball now. Um, well, the other thing is, is like, you know, you and I talked about it, Bri. When you're at the 25, take a shot in the damn end zone. Yeah. Instead of dropping it off at the 15-yard line and getting stopped, take a shot in the end zone. You have more room yeah. that way. If you get down to the 10-yard line, guess what? There's no more room. Like, you have an extra 15 yards. Take a shot. You have to take a shot now. Because if I gotta like, watch their backs if are I gotta, right. I know it and watching again this week, it, it was I wanted to pull my eyeballs out of their sockets because if I gotta see another third and fifteen and a three yard check down and hoping that uh that he can break twelve tackles to get the first down. How know, frustrating exactly. is that? I Take know, a chance. I know exactly. Chance you, right. Throw it up, throw it up 50 yards down the field. Hope you get, like you said, a pass interference or something. If you don't, if they pick it up, pick it off. So what? That's like a punt anyways. So, Or at least I a 10-yard pass. I, not a check down. At least something. like. All right. We are getting we're – getting, we're getting here. All right. So the trade deadline has come and passed. There's nothing to happen. Yep. yep. All right. We are going up against the – Northern Kentucky Bengals here coming up. And, yes, I wrote it because that's what they are. They are the Northern Kentucky Bengals. Um, you know something, Brian? Do you want to do scores for the Northern Kentucky Bengals and then get into Fat Boy Tuesday? Yeah, that's fine. Well, we still have our ham and illegal ham. So let's okay. get the scores down. I didn't give Vinny a score yet, which, hold on. Nope. Nope. We're going to go 24-17 because that's his normal score, right? The uh, 27-24, I believe. Because I got 27 mm-hmm. Hold on. 27-24. All right. So, Vinny is going to have 27-24. Uh, what are you going to pick? I mean, he's got, to take a chance. he's got to take a chance to get back in it, right? Well, he might not be taking much of a chance. I'm... I'm going with the Bengals, 24-17. Woo! I, I, it breaks my heart to pick the Browns, and this is a, a game the Browns should win, but the Browns have had three games they should have won over the last month, and they just crapped down their legs. So I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to have confidence in them. It's hard for me to have confidence in us getting a touchdown when we need it at the end of the game. So till I see it, I can't pick it. 
Uh, oh wow, Justin. No, thirty-four twenty-one Bengals. They've been playing really sure. well. They have. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, and, and they're pissed off because they got embarrassed um, uh, against the Jets and screwed my Survivor League pick over. But um, yeah. I'm torn, Bry, because I could take a lead if I pick Cleveland. I know. Hey, go with your heart. You know something? I'm going to go 23-20 Browns with a last-second field goal. From your lips to God's ears. If if we need a field goal, like I said, if we need a field goal at the end of the game, I'm confident in us. If we need a touchdown. It's, at no. that point I mean, in time, Ugh, it's hard to say it. There have been too many times that we have failed in that opportunity for me to think that we could actually do it. And that's why I said, you know, if we get that touchdown on the first drive with Hooper, it's a different game. If we just need a field goal, I think we could have done it. All right. Cleveland Browns from Ed Columbus, 29-24. And Nick Wallace said after what happened this week and today, <laughs> getting blown out Saturday, dumpster fire. <laughs> That's, yeah, that, that's, that's how that's, a lot of Browns fans feel. That's that gets me uh, really a lot. Let's get into our ham and illegal ham of the game against the Steelers, Brian. Mm-hmm. And you have been taking the ham. The yep, entire you take time. it. I'm going to take it. And you know something? I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. That guy showed up, balled out, and he was in the backfield. There are so many times that he gets hold, and I know it's a little hanging fruit. I'll, I'll even give a backup for my ham. Greg Newsom played one hell of a game. Sure. So glad that happened. All right, so Brian, give me your legal ham. Greg Newsom, it looked like he uh, he might have won the game for us because on that there was a third and eight or something, and he gave up the reception, but he was right there for the tackle. Yes, to bring he did. Down and forced the punt to give us a second chance. Unfortunately, we couldn't do anything with it, but, um, yeah, he made three or four huge plays for us. Um, so hopefully he continues to get healthy and he could be a stud because our secondary is getting beat up a little bit. Um, and for the illegal ham, that's where I'm going. I'm going to the secondary. And I'm going to a guy who uh, he gave up the game-winning touchdown, um, but right. that was that was not that's not why I'm giving him the legal ham. It's because because he actually made a pretty good play on that, and you know Fryermuth just made a better play. But the first quarter, uh, late hit. Um, how many <laughs> dumb plays is Ronnie Harrison going to have before you right. just right. sit him down? I know I know John Johnson was hurt and. We needed him there, but man, if I gotta see him again make a stupid ass play like that, and, and I mean, I think I believe it was on third down to it where was. you're celebrating and you're like, "All right, we stopped them." No, nope, this buffoon comes in and can't help himself, can't control himself <laughs> because it wasn't even close. I mean, the Baker scramble, yeah, he probably that was a late hit, but that was at least close. This one, I mean. My 89-year-old grandmother can make that, and she has a cataract and three eyes. So, Ronnie Harrison, come on, man. You got to do better than that. <laughs> All right, big fella. You ready to get into the Fat Boy Tuesday real quick? Yeah, let's do it. 
All right. So let me go over here to the bread. And, and now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Now we're running a little bit behind. So, Bri, if you catch one that catches your ear, let yep. me know. All right. We are That's going good. through. We found an article of the states that are defined by their snacks. Right? Mm-hmm. State-defining snacks. So, or snack food that defines every state. Let's word a little different. So, for Alabama, we're going all the way to Mizzou tonight. All right? Mm-hmm. So, for Alabama, golden flake potato chips. And the okay, picture they I have, the picture they have is tangy pickle barbecue, which wow. sounds delicious. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alaska is smoked salmon. As That's a snack. For As a snack. <laughs> uh, Arizona, prickly pear cactus candy. Okay. What's that? I have no clue. It's a fruit oh, okay. you've never heard of, but you need to try it. A fruit. All right. It's a jelly That's... candy. Oh, okay. Uh, Arkansas. <laughs> My kind of town. Fried pickles for Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Sure. California Seas Candies. What's that? Like an avocado? Is that what they call it? No, no, there? no. It, it's, a, it's like a grocery store, but they have their own candy that they make. It's the first candy shop in L.A., and it opened in 1921. Oh, so it's not a specific candy. It's just well, a it brand. Is, well, no. It, well, yeah, but it's a specific candy, though, because it sees candies. Oh, okay. All right. I, I guess. I, I don't know. Colorado. <laughs> Can you guess what Colorado is? Hmm. Rocky Mountain Oysters. There you go. Rocky Mountain Oysters. Is that right? Yep, Rocky Mountain Oysters, Colorado. That's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Connecticut. It's not a snack. Uh, it could be. Connecticut. Connecticut. It's Connecticut. Pez. Oh, the little Pez dispensers? Pez for Connecticut. Delaware is okay. French fries. Sure. Florida, oranges. Georgia, peaches. Sure. Hawaii. Shaved ice. Okay, I've never had it. Idaho. And this is what got us ice cream potato. Yeah, explain that. I still don't understand it. Okay, so it is a vanilla, let's see here. Find a curious dessert called ice cream potato, which is vanilla ice cream molded in the shape of a potato covered in cocoa, topped with whipped cream, chocolate shavings, it resembles a potato with a dollop of sour cream on top. Cool. I'd eat it. It's just I ice think... cream. It's like a sundae. That's what I thought too, right? Uh, yeah. Illinois, popcorn. Okay. Indiana, sugar cream pie. Sounds <laughs> like a diabetic dream. I know. Iowa, taco pizza. Okay, love taco pizza. Good. What was that, Iowa? That was Iowa. Okay. Kansas. Fried chicken. Sure. Okay. Kentucky. Bourbon balls. Oh, is that right? Justin That's was right. right. Justin's right. Making bourbon balls. All right. What's the uh, description of a bourbon ball? Bourbon ball, head to head. 
origins, cocktails, blah, 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 blah. No bake sweets made soaking chopped nuts in bourbon and dipping them in chocolate. Oh, so it's a it's a dessert cookie, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's it, we've oh. had them at work. They're little powdered sugar balls. And he's oh, laughing. the rum. Exactly. What are they? Yeah, the rum balls. Rum balls. They like do it with bourbon. Yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, let's see here, Louisiana beignets or big gate. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Ben, beignets. Beignets, there it is. Right. Uh, made whoopie pies. Yeah, I love whoopie pies. All right. We are into Maryland. Utz, the crab chip potato chips. Never have seen them. I've never had them. Have you? I've never had the crab chip. I got to have the crab I've chip now. Them. Yeah. Massachusetts. Boston cream donuts. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Michigan, no pun intended, fudge. <laughs> oh, fudge. Oh, fudge. Yeah, when, you blow, when you blow a 16-point lead in the second half, that's what you say. Uh, yeah, well, that's what they did in their pants. Uh, Minnesota, crisp apple. Okay. Mississippi mud pie. Oh, that looks good. All right, tell me about it. That is a chocolate custard pie topped with a thick layer of whipped cream, chocolate sauce, and chocolate shavings or nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking sounds about. Sounds like that. That's definitely a Mississippi thing. Oh, this sounds good, too. And our last one for tonight for Fat Boy Tuesday, Missouri Toasted Ravioli. Yeah, that sounds good. A deep-fried pillow of pasta. Easy to pop in your mouth like a snack. Oh, my God. That sounds delicious. It's deep-fried raviolis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. <laughs> wrong with that. So, we will catch up with part two of these states next week. But as any of those ones kind of like pop. Like I kind of want to try the uh, prickly pear just to try it because it's a gummy. Yeah. And toasted ravioli sounds good. Uh, Boston cream was it donut? Boston cream donut? Yeah, that's yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. No. no. And uh, Brian, have you ever had Rocky Mountain oysters? No, never. Come on now. Have you? Would you try it? Yeah, probably. Okay. I need a couple beers of me before I tried it, but I'd try it. Okay, I've never had it either, but I would try it. Because the only thing I I, the only thing I think of is like fried calamari and like oh like I know it's a whole different thing, but I I mean you gotta sure. try it. I mean you're in Colorado, yeah. right? I guess as long as it's not too expensive. I don't think it's that expensive. I mean they're they're balls. <laughs> they're hanging everywhere. They're hanging everywhere. <laughs> Good one. Liked it. All right, let's get into our top three. In our top three, let me go back to the because I screwed up Fat Boy Tuesday and everything else. Let me our top three worst sports losses. Okay, the reason why is because this one was like this one was bad for us. I mean, you finally thought you got over the hump with Big Brother, and then you just 
you shit the bed. Let's be honest. You shit the bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back, and it can be any sport, Bri. Your top three sports losses. Just, you want to go first? That, yeah. Yeah, I'll go first. Just throwing that salt in that wound after well, you got bad enough fresh. To, to talk about our our worst loss of probably 2021 um, as a Cleveland sports fan. And now we got to dredge up the terrible losses in the past. All right, I got you. Well, let's get past it then. All right, let's uh, do it. My number three is 2016, your Cleveland Indians going against the Chicago Cubs. And probably because the reason it wasn't number one was because of the Cavs winning it all. And so we are still on that high, but um, that one hurt. You know, I could only, only in hell would you ever imagine losing game seven of the NBA finals and then losing game seven of the world series in a four month span. So thank God that didn't happen, but that was a tough pill to swallow. Cause I started to believe, especially being up three, one, that it was finally going to happen. But, I know. Um, <laughs> and you know, something at that point in time, it was the Cubs, it was the Indians. Both of them had the biggest drought so far. And it was like, somebody's going to get it. I don't know who it is, but somebody's going to get it. And it just felt like it, that was our year. That was our yeah. year to put it because of the Cavs, because of everything else that was going on. That was our year. But go ahead mm-hmm. with number two. Ding. Number two. My number two is the Cleveland Browns playoff loss in two thousand January 5th, 2003 against the Pittsburgh Steelers because it was just after we had gotten back a couple years and I thought was we that- were on the right track. That was the Kelly Holcomb game. Was that Tommy Maddox? That was Tommy Maddox. The Browns had a 17-point lead, and Kelly Holcomb played his ass off. And he thought we were going to finally beat them. And little did we know at that time that was just we were at the base of the mountain there of uh, misery because of the Steelers. So that one hurt. Um, I don't know why it hurt so bad. And, uh, you know, I don't – spoiler alert, I don't have – uh, the loss to Kansas City on my list. But um, that was number two. My number one was kind of my first real uh, experience that I remember uh, as a Cleveland sports fan of sports heartache. And don't really remember. I grew up mid-80s, late-80s. I don't really remember the drive or the losses that the Browns had to the Broncos or anything like that. But um, my first heartache was – was 1995 Indians Braves game six our pitching staff pitched a hell of a game and then David Justice hit hits one luck home run and broke my heart and I've talked on here before about writing a uh, hate letter to David Justice and telling him how ugly Halle Berry was and so yeah that one stung even more than 97 because 97 you know, I kind of thought, well, we made it in 95. We made it in 97. We're just going to get this opportunity every couple years. We'll eventually win one. But, um, yeah, that first one stung quite a bit. Now, Justin, before I get to my top three, brought up one that I thought would be on your list. Okay. Appalachian State upsetting <laughs> Michigan. That would be on your in list, the, was it? In the first game of the year? Can't you can't upset? You gotta have a playoff game there somewhere, right? 
first game of the year. Yeah, what do I care? It's Appalachian State. They were the best D2 team in the country. Well, Thank I'm you very glad, much. I am glad you're going with D2, team of the country. That a boy. Is, I'm glad they're is, D2. Is Oral Roberts on your top three? Should Mr. be. Mr. Number two seed? That's all right. Number 15 oh, seed? That's one of the worst losses. Now I'm just going, asking. Now we're going to basketball? Is that where we're going? You're, you're a bigger Ohio State fan than I am Michigan fan, hey, so I figured – a 15 losing to a beating a two. Here we go. My number three, the year of fucking Florida. Not only did Ohio State lose the national championship in football, they also lost it in basketball. <laughs> Those were the two worst losses I had that year because guess where I had to go after that? I went to Florida for sure. freaking golf outing it was horrible <laughs> those were probably my two worst because it wasn't like you got it wasn't like it was a close game they owed you they owed you all the way around and it was that was one of my toughest losses mm-hmm. uh number two the 1997 world series you won't go there i will lose it to that team with a bloop freaking signal and just <laughs> to flip a table, that was my first, like, tragic. Like, because I'm a huge Indians fan. I'm more of an Indians fan. Grew up watching Indians. Indians were my favorite baseball team ever. And that just, it almost ruined me. It really did. But the one that kills me the most, Brian, of all the years, I got to go with that football game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which one? 2000, was it 2003? The one that you you had as three. The reason why is I just started getting into my Browns fandom. Started watching Tim Couch. Started watching everything else. I'm like, this team sucks. And we get there and it's like, we're there. And then it's a freaking, like a shootout from the OK Corral. And I'm going, what is going on? And then I thought they had a chance, Brian. And I'm sitting there mm-hmm. just going, I'm eight. What was I? 20. I wasn't even old enough to drink yet when that happened. And I'm sitting there mm-hmm. watching going, they're going to do this. They're going to pull this off. They're going to win their first playoff game. Awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And then, nope. It did not. Tommy freaking Maddox. Who the hell is Tommy Maddox? And where is he at now? <laughs> like I- Bagging groceries again. Oh, so horrible. <laughs> it's so horrible. Surpri- a little surprising that neither one of us have a uh, have a Cavs loss up there because they've been in the finals um, more than any other Cleveland team has been. Um, yeah, but so, the Cavs uh, the Cavs losses in the finals with the stars being out, nothing, you know, they really didn't hurt me as much. Like you're watching LeBron James with a bunch of scrubs there at the end. Yeah, you knew when they weren't going to win the finals there. You're going up against Kevin Durant and everybody else. The first one, you lose Kevin Love and Kyrie, and all you yep. guys wanted, you almost, you know, came back and you took them to the woodshed. I think if we had a healthy Kyrie and Kevin Love, I think that would have been. I I honestly think we would have had two championships out of oh, that, yeah. and you know, that's, wherever it goes. But yeah, that's even, why. Uh, that's why I didn't have the Cavs in, in my top because I was thinking about it. Like usually. 
when you think you're going to win or you think you have a better team, that's when it's kind of heartbreaking. I never, other than, you know, 2016, we won it all, obviously. But the other years, I didn't really think we had the best team. Obviously, when KD got there, it was just unfair. 2015, like you said, yeah, Love and Kyrie going down. I almost put that game one on my list because we lost it in overtime and then Kyrie breaks a kneecap. Um, But losing game one I don't think is as heartbreaking as losing a game seven or, you know, in the NFL, one-game playoff. Yeah, like, you know, honorable mention, game seven of the 2016 World Series. Right, right. Yeah, Rajay hit that home run and Cleveland was on fire and i mean not a little bit on fire like all the momentum everything else and everybody i mean that closer is like the most dominant closer and he hit a home run off of him to tie the game Mm -hmm. to get us there and it was like this is going to happen right magical i know and it was like and it just kind of petered out at the end (laughs) but i mean it is what it is yeah i know I know, Brian. All right, let's get into the trivia real quick. Sure. Um, Best defensive player drafted number one overall, correct? Non-quarterback. Non-quarterback. It's got to be a defensive lineman, correct? I think so. (laughs) I'm starting to second-guess my answer, but give me what you have. Well, I mean, it's got to be a defensive lineman, and it was before Miles Garrett, right? Yep. Man, this is tough. <laughs> what, hold on, was it a Bosa? No, Bosa's never went number one. One went two, one went four, right? Two and three, I believe. Two and three. Who the hell would be the defensive lineman? That went number one. Brian, I'm drawing a blank, bud. Boy. You are going to kick yourself when I tell you this. I, I probably am. It's not Miles Garrett. Oh, Cloudy. I can it's cloudy. the other side. Yep. Cloudy. Davion cloudy. See, I started second-guessing myself because at first I thought it was Eric Fisher for, uh, for Kansas City. But I think yeah. Fisher was 13. I believe Clowney was 14, so yeah. I think that's the right Unreal. answer. Unreal. <laughs> we right. got them both. Hey, that works. We are here at the end of our show. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. Thank you, everybody, for chiming in. Ed Columbus, Red Leg, Nick, Justin, yep. everybody that chimed in. I appreciate it. Uh, we are Legal Ham in the Face. Um, catch us here on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Please keep an eye out for our next live show. It will be coming up soon. So we got that going on. And my cousin Vinny should be back with us next week. So Paulie and Nick, who keep asking for Vinny, he probably should be back next week. So, uh, Brian, why don't you give him a God bless? Yeah, God bless you. God bless America. Uh, We want to thank our troops and our first responders for everything you guys do. Thank you guys so much. I am that fat guy. We are uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. See ya.